Okay, so episode number 28 of the Evolve podcast. Now, today's guest, we've got Nick Walsh. Now, for you guys that are local to the Hayward Teeth area, uh, you may have heard of Nick. Uh, Nick is one of the original uh, owners and founders of the Performance Project, um, also an online coach, and is currently doing a couple of other projects uh, within the health and fitness world. So I think what I'll do to kick off is I'll kind of throw you over to Nick. Um, Nick, do you want to give us a little bit of background um, as to what you've kind of done in the past and what you're doing at the moment? Sure, yes. Yeah. So, hi, guys. Um, like Matt said, I founded the Performance Project, which was a uh, personal training and group training gym. We then went on to run it as membership and stuff as well. Um, since then, I've done some online coaching and I'm currently in the process of building a startup as well, which is based around artificial intelligence and machine learning. Awesome. And I've, I've had a little insight into some of the things that you have been doing lately. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, it's completely, it's completely out of my, uh, my technical scope of knowledge. But, um, <laughs> it all looks pretty blooming impressive. So uh, what I'm going to do, as always, any guests that I get on these uh, podcasts, I'm going to provide you with links uh, to that coach or whoever it is afterwards so you can get more information or, or, or get in touch with that coach. Um, so I'll provide you with links to, uh, to Nick's kind of social media platforms at the end of this. Now, before we go into today's topic, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about um, pressures that guys face uh, nowadays in kind of the world of health and fitness in general, but also a lot of other areas as well. Now, we want to talk a bit more detail about in the day and age we live in now, social media is, of course, absolutely. I mean, it's huge. We've got so many different platforms, lots of influences all over the place. And me and Nick are going to go into sort of some of the ins and outs, some of the clients that we find coming to us, um, especially young males and how they're feeling. And to hopefully kind of make any of you listening to this feel a little bit more at ease with the fact that you're not alone. If you're feeling um, anxious and overwhelmed and you're feeling like um, that you're not you're not worthy enough of certain things, we're going to hopefully make you feel a bit at ease and, and share a couple of our sort of stories um, as well and, and really kind of take that like, edge off thinking oh my god I'm you know I'm this 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 individual that doesn't have you know any any sort of um, focus and clarity and you know I can't I don't have a path and just feeling like you're on your own because believe me you're not alone um, and hopefully after you've heard me and Nick kind of talk over the next few minutes it'll make you feel a little bit more at ease so we're going to talk a little bit about but first of all um me and Nick only sort of got to know each other very, very recently, which I think you'd agree, Nick, is, is kind of amazing considering we've been brought up in Hayward Teeth all of our lives. Yeah, strange, isn't it, considering we've, we've worked in gyms so close to each other and been in exactly the same industry, and like you say, very close to each other. It is strange we've only just met, but pleased we have, Matt, and pleased. So, and then this is why I love kind of, I'm wanting to get coaches on this podcast because we often have conversations behind closed doors. Like I mean, we've chatted before Nick in uh, at the new switch Academy and, and on the phone, of course. And, you know, we often have conversations and we just sometimes stop and think, wouldn't it be great if someone could have been on a fly on the wall and recorded that because, you know, potentially people would have got some value off of what we talked about. And, you know, so this is why I wanted to get, get these podcasts out there um, to hopefully provide you with a lot more value. So, Nick, obviously you're an online coach as well as myself, and we have a lot of guys come to us from all different backgrounds, you know, different ages. But what we've tended to kind of see a lot of, and certainly I have a lot of recently, is guys that are coming to us with very, very low levels of confidence, very low levels of self-belief. 
Um, and, you know, a part of our job is not just obviously laying down the training plans and the food plans, but laying down the habits and routines to give people control, not just over their days, but over their own kind of thoughts and emotions. And I think you'll agree with this, Nick. Our job is now becoming more about um, looking at the psychology behind uh, the whole journey as well as the physical. Yeah, completely. I mean, it's, it's strange because you look back on it when we were kids and as young lads and the pressures would be kind of around girls, parties, drinking, smoking and just being kind of a, an alpha male within your group. And then as you grow older, it's become more about having a house and the ultimate one, which is having a good body and, and feeling comfortable within yourself. So I think as coaches, we are definitely dealing with that and trying to structure things to help people work around it and fit into our job really absolutely and, it, and sometimes we we forget that you know because of we we battle we've battled right i certainly have and, and still do battle my own things here and there behind closed doors um and i have absolutely no shame in admitting that and often you think well people only want to hear a confident coach but actually you know i personally feel that we should show our vulnerabilities and you know i've been in some some dark places before um and i think it's very important that, that we share that but yeah, I mean, people look at our platforms and I mean, like yourself, you're in great shape, got yourself in photo shoot ready condition. And I did my first one um, early last year um, and people see our profile pictures and, and they would instantly think, ah, oh, this guy must be full of confidence. You know, he's got what I want. And actually, the reality is it's a very different story as to what you think it may be going on with that person, you know, 100 percent, 100 percent. And I think everyone's got their their own kind of things they worry about and issues going on behind closed doors. I think what's really important is that you you have influences and mentors from lots of different areas. Yeah. Because I feel like with social media these days, if your Instagram feed is literally just fitness, member babs, men going to the gym the whole time, and you're going to find people that are better than you because that is what social media is. They're always posting their best days. So I think it's really important that we have people that we're following that are helping us in education as well as like the fitness sector as well as areas and stuff that you want to do at work and things like that. So it's really important that we're, we're putting that into our brains as well as the fitness stuff. Absolutely. And, and, you know, little things like, I mean, I'll, I'll go on your Instagram feed and I'll see you sitting down with a bottle of beer. And then a lot of guys are under the illusion that if you want to be in great shape, then yeah, that's not allowed. You can't have a beer. And, you know, realistically, we're sitting here thinking, well, absolutely you can. And, you know, it'd be easy for us to post, like six Tupperware boxed meals a day that we're consuming um, and, and <laughs> pretending that that's the life that we live. But, you know, we, we like to be more real and, and open with people and say, yeah, absolutely. We, we do live a, a life and you should live a life around this. And it shouldn't be all about, you know, the way you look all the time. Everything that enters your mouth should be progressive towards that six pack or progressive towards those extra gains wherever you're trying to make them. You know, we've got to look at the, the bigger picture. And, you know, I think showing vulnerability, I mean, just to kind of give you a little bit about my backstory and you just touched upon it there, Nick, um, you know, when I sort of hit my late teens, I fell into some bad habits and, you know, certainly didn't have any confidence at all and, and no real physique to give me that confidence. Um, and for me, like you quite rightly said, it was all about talking to girls and having the confidence to, you know, to go out and about and not feel like I wanted to tuck myself away in a corner and not make conversation with anybody and lifting weights and hitting the gym was my passport to getting that confidence it wasn't I didn't want to be the biggest guy in the room I didn't want to be the most shredded guy in the room I just wanted to feel good in the clothes I was wearing um that, that unlocked that confidence to be able to do more with my life and 
And that, I mean, your backstory, Nick, I'm, I, you can share that in, in a moment. But you know, that was certainly mine. It was all about confidence. It was all about you know, every session. Well, I didn't know much about training back then. I just knew that if I lifted weights and I, and I ran, um, I felt great about myself. And, and that was the real um, driver for me to get started. Um, and I think you, know, you, you might have a similar backstory as well, Nick. 100%. I think we're similar. I mean, I was always the, the little guy at school. I was skinny, shorter than everybody else. So I saw the gym as a way for me to kind of um, create more presence when I walked into a room. I just wanted to be, felt like I was somebody there rather than just this little guy in the corner. Um, so I started going to the gym and obviously really enjoyed it. And it did bring about a, a massive confidence increase. However, I do wish, going back to those times, that I had realised that there was other ways to build confidence. I mean, ultimately, if you, thought, if you throw enough time at something, you can become good at anything you want to. And I think yep. at the time, I, I doubted myself so much because of these stories that people put in your head, like, you're not, you're not meant to do that, you're not designed to do that, that's for somebody else to do. Whereas mm. if I'd ignored that, spent more time doing something else and put more time into something else that I wanted to do as well as going to the gym, then I would have been in a much better place now. So confidence is definitely something that you can beat um, or grow to, to get to a stage where you're beating the, the thoughts that are in your head. Absolutely. And essentially the takeaway there, I guess, is that there isn't just one avenue to confidence. And, you know, we know how fulfilled that we feel when we learn something new, um, when you can have a conversation with someone about something at a deeper level of science that you would never have. I mean, God, I didn't I don't think I even passed science at GCSE at school. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm in an industry where um, I have to dig into biology and, you know, even like a bit of maths as well. And you're like, Jesus, I didn't even pass these things at school. It didn't matter to me back then. But, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, having other avenues to build that confidence, you know, that's your own self-development. Um, you know, and it, it, it's a great feeling when, I mean, anybody listening to this, you'll all have your own lines of work, your own professions, um, which you probably know very, very well. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it for a living, um, that you'll be able to have conversations at a level that makes you feel good about yourself. Like, yeah, I can talk to somebody about, I don't know, let's say supply chain for a major corporate company, or I can talk to somebody about, yeah, the health and fitness world because I'm in that. Whatever your line of work is in, you have followed a plan and, and been in habits and routines that have built you confidence in your own line of work. And you, you get a great feeling. I mean, you know what it's like, Nick, when you learn something else. I mean, we're, we're like blooming like uh, Labradors let out let out in the open so <laughs> yes. I want to go and tell people as much as possible about this that I've learned and half the reason people don't give a shit but it makes us feel good exactly exactly I actually had a conversation with a client yesterday who's who's been struggling a little bit um in t- terms of where he's going with life and I said well think about it in first principle break it right down so rather than saying how can I get a job ask yourself how can I become the person that people want to employ and just really break mm. it down and find confidence in ways of doing that. Because when you break stuff down and look at it like that, you can really see it in a much simpler way. And it just helps you focus on it a bit better. 100%. Um, I mean, that, and that's so important as well, is that when, when, we talk, when we take clients on, when we work with clients, it's not all about what we're doing in the gym and what we're eating. Obviously, this is a, that's a huge component about what we do. But a lot of the time, having you know, different ways of, of looking at things, and like you said, writing things down, getting out of your head and getting some clarity around. Because we all know what it's like when we feel overwhelmed. If, if we're forever fighting with all of these conflicting emotions and, and conversations, all that internal chatter, when it's flattening around our head like a big flock of birds, it's very easy to get anything to sort of stay on the main stage. Whereas if you write it down, you can go, right, you know, yeah, 
these are the things that you know are going off in my head this is the main priority and then we could almost kind of reverse engineer from where we want to be like you quite rightly said there you know think about it from a different perspective you know how do i be that person that that but i want to be employed by this person how do i be that person i have to look at a number of things i have to break things down and yeah reverse engineer it um and it's so important to do that i mean we i certainly teach a lot of journaling um a lot of oh, the doorbell always rings at the most convenient times do you know what this is the sort of thing that on a podcast we normally go oh no it wasn't perfect but i'm gonna go and answer the door on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> but yeah writing things down getting structure and routine i know you do a lot of that with your yeah, hundred percent, and I think it's it's really important to lay that sort of stuff out for people. Thank you very much. Yeah, hundred percent. Thank you very much. So now I've just got my package through. Actually, these are my new uh, these are my new uh, hoodies for my uh, Evolve brand. So I'm glad I answered the door to that one. So if anybody wants okay. a hoodie, give me a shout. Um, so yeah, writing things down, reverse engineering things. You know, we, we have a hell of a lot of routines and habits that we promote with our clients to give them control over that day to take away um, overwhelm to take away that stress and anxiety because ultimately if we're trying to stick to any sort of food plan or a diet plan that that whole overwhelmed anxious stress state is going to make life very difficult for us to get to the gym have the motivation to kick butt in the gym to prepare our food you know and it's looking at the bigger picture 100 i think i say to a lot of my clients is just ask yourself and then what? Are you just thinking about what's happening here and now, or are you thinking about in the future? Um, and if you can structure your, your diet around that or whatever you're going to do. And so if you've got a bit of cake in front of you, here's thinking, oh, I want that. Then you ask yourself, and then what? Is it going to affect you further down the line? So it's just breaking it down and understanding the best way to approach it, really. Definitely. And, and a lot of things I say to my guys is that, if you can master the fast forward button in life and, you know, take a little, just take a pause, just slam the brakes on in that moment. Like, like you said there, there's a, a cake or I don't know, a big bar of chocolate and you think, right, this isn't banned. First of all, let's not demonize anything because you can very easily consume it and then feel down and depressed that you failed. And again, reinforcing these limiting beliefs. I'm terrible. I can never change. But if you fast forward and go, right, I'm going to slam the brakes on fast forward to after I've had this binge, whatever, how am I going to feel? And then come back to the present moment and make your decision there. And often having that approach of, no, this is banned. I mean, I don't know what you were like as, as a kid. And I mean, I still am now, Nick. But if someone says to me, Matt, do not go and push that big fat red button on the wall. I'm already on my way to push that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think that is probably why a lot of clients come to us and say, I just can't stop pushing the button. And it's, I need to understand, like, like a lot of coaches are now saying, is that, Habits like that, you, you're probably not going to just stop. You're going to have to replace them with something. Yeah. Um, so it's all about understanding what your triggers are and then looking at what you could potentially put in its place uh, to stop it being something that's knocking you off track. Definitely. And, and looking at things that are going to serve us and not sabotage, but sabotage us. Um, but, you know, with, with the whole, like, let's talk about binging as an example, because this is all relevant. I mean, this, this podcast is all about talking about the pressures that young guys face. And what we're doing now is discussing 
you know, everyday life situations and the reasons why people can feel um, or have, have strong limiting beliefs and feel anxious and stressed and overwhelmed. A big part of that is not having any control, making poor decisions and reinforcing that horrible loop of I can't, you know, the change is reserved for everybody else and not me. So this is why we're kind of going down the rabbit hole of some of these examples here and just kind of giving you a little bit of a different way of thinking about things rather than, you know, let's say you're, you fo- you're only focusing on the domino that fell, the one where you ate the chocolate, you drank the beers, whatever, you had the binge. You're only focusing on that domino that fell. You need to look at the ones that sparked that one to fall. Look at further down the chain. What did you do from the second you woke up? Did you have a routine in the morning that really served you? You know, did you set the tone off to that day in a positive mindset, focused, driven, got clarity? Or did you rush into that day? Did you stay in bed to every last second? Your habits and routines will ultimately determine what percentage chance you've got of having a day that's going to be um, progressive towards your goals exactly that and i think a lot of people need to get out i'm sure you get this matt is where i get guys that will come to me and they'll say i'm not the sort of person that's good at this stuff and they've already put it in their head that they're not good at it um and i think it's important that people kind of get out of that that idea that they're not the sort of person that's good at something because everybody can do it i think it's really important to find other people that are doing it and break it down and find the ways that they're doing it or find advice from other people and do it that way. Absolutely. And, and when you are ridden with, with limiting beliefs, no, I can't be that person. We kind of have this, this habit of wanting to reinforce to ourselves that, oh, we're right. We're right about ourselves. You know, we've got ourselves. We, we know. But that's the last thing that we want to be doing. And we have a horrible habit of doing that. You know, if, if, you, if you have those things going off in your head, it's very easy to start keep telling yourself, yeah, no, see, I was right. I binged again. Yes, see, I was right. I didn't go to the gym again. I am that person. But when you start to change the program, it no longer becomes, I can never be that person. It's right. Now I'm following a program that is engineered to become that person. So it's like any of it. You could be like, oh, well, I'm going to go on a trip to, I don't know, somewhere in the Midlands, like, and you go, right, I'm going to set off. Well, without a route plan, without a roadmap, you're going to get lost. You're going to get caught in, in the worst traffic if you haven't planned that route. You have yeah, to do exactly the, the same with, with your goals. Um, you know, and, and this is such an important thing to discuss because having clarity will give you confidence. Having structure and routine will give you confidence. You know, we don't set off. I always use this example of, of making a cake. You know, you don't just go, well, I think I know the ingredients. Um, I think there's a bit of flour involved here, some eggs and some butter and some sugar. But you just go throwing all these different ingredients in at whatever amounts you fancy. You're probably going to make a pretty crap cake. So if you've got everything locked down and you go, right, no, this is the recipe I'm going to follow. And if I do this, I may not get there in two days time, but I'm on the track to get there. And, and that will, will make you feel so much more motivated and determined to keep going. You're not going to get the Holy Grail after two days. Of course you're not. But the little motivational drivers that will serve you on the way that will pop up out of nowhere. If it's a fat loss journey, yeah, you might not have that. Well, you will not have that six pack in a week. But, <laughs> you know, you think, right, well, if someone comes up to you after a few weeks and says, oh, you're, look, you're looking good, you know, you, you're working out, you're looking after yourself, that firepower will absolutely skyrocket your motivation and, and continue along your journey. And there's a lot of the time you only think about the end goal and not the little motivational drivers on the way. Yeah, 100%. And I think even if you do follow track in, in, in times like that, it's, it's really important to remember that everybody does and that you can just steer yourself back onto the road and you'll be back on track with Definitely. an animal. So, yeah, it's really important to do that. 
I'm trying to find a message in everything. It's easy to think there's no productive message in this, but when you screw up, well, let's not go, oh, this is terrible. I shouldn't have screwed up. Let's go, right. Well, you know, if I look at it from, I needed to be reminded what it felt like to screw up to make me realize just how good I felt when I was killing it. You know, and it's a saying I use a lot, which is, you know, you don't really appreciate how good it was to be running fast unless you've walked slow again. So you've got to have these fuck ups to, to give you that scale and that spectrum. So, you know, generally what we wanted to do with this episode is literally just go completely freestyle, talk about, you know, our backstories, talk about um, you know, the reasons why you can feel the way you do. You know, social media influences, yes, can make you feel like you, know, you should be a certain person. Um, and ultimately, you know, you're, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to others. You should be focusing on your journey and on your journey, a few of the things that can cause you to have these limiting beliefs and cause you to have these negative thought processes, throwing a few of those things out there, calling them out um, and, and having that discussion around them. So, you know, that's generally what me and Nick wanted to do on this episode. Nick, is there any sort of thing, any other tips that you can give to, you know, particularly young guys who might be listening to this in terms of um, moving forward with their, their kind of psychological health? Yeah, I guess, I guess, I think with, with things like, like fitness, um, it's really important to understand that just because something's not paying off initially doesn't mean it's not going to pay off in the future. Um, and I think a lot of the time, guys that come to me, they'll they'll want the fast results and they'll be saying, why is this not happening? Or that didn't go as well. And it's like, well, you just need to be patient and consistent and wait for the results to come. Because ultimately, going back to what you were saying about failures, is that abs really are built up on lots and lots of failures because you need to have learned from those. Um, so I think if, if you're following your path and doing it that way and just staying consistent, then you'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can always have a saying, which is Rome wasn't built in a day and neither were Arnie's biceps. Exactly. <laughs> so I think we'll wrap it up there. But Nick, thank you ever so much for coming on. I know we've been wanting to do this for a little while. So thank you ever so much for coming on. Oh, no worries, mate. Thanks for having me on. Guys, I'll see you on the next episode.